Welcome back everybody. This is Eric here from Moss Pond and Gun. Uh, we have a very special field gun gripe for you today. Um, we don't do these very often, but we have the Mitchellite family down at the farm doing some shooting with us over the last couple of days. So we wanted to get them in on a gun gripe. Uh, and a subject matter that I thought was pretty important. I want to really talk about kind of the breakdown of the shooting family in our society. Um, there's really not a better example of a shooting family than you guys. I mean, you're you know, second generation in some case, and then you got your daughter involved. So tell us a little bit about how you got into shooting in general, how you all met. I know it's kind of an interesting story about uh, how you two met. Uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about what makes you tick and, and kind of how that you know, whole thing, you know, involves you guys. Oh, well, as you say, we're basically Lena's third generation. Uh, my father was a gunsmith, a competitive shooter. Uh, so all my family uh, is somewhat related, to, somehow related to the gun industry. My brother's a gunsmith. I've got nephews that are gunsmiths. Pretty much all of us growing up at some point took a little stint in, the, in my father's shop if it was nothing but separating brass or cleaning sure. up the shop. So we've all worked in a gun shop at sure. one point uh, in, our, in our life. Uh, always grew up around guns and always competed. So... Uh, I can say Jerry showed up and <laughs> stayed around. So he uh, came, came in for a trigger job and left with a little more, huh? Yeah, I went in. I went to Clark Custom Guns to get a trigger job, and then I met Kay, so I had to buy the whole package. So I got a very expensive trigger job, by the way. But anyway, it was worth it. I, I started to be a pro. Uh, I was 89 when I hired home Smith & Wesson. So that's about the time I came across Kay. So it worked out really good for me. Kay was really into guns, of course, and that was that was a good deal. We'd go out shooting, and it was a good it was a good moment for both of us. Um, so what can I say? I got married and uh, lived happily ever after. Then Lena came along, and uh, she started interest in shooting. Of course, being 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 around gun owners, uh, she was exposed to firearms at at birth. So, I was uh, technically I was literally born on a range because she was uh, on range. she was a home birth by the way. Yeah. So technically, I can say that. Which I we live on a range. So she was born on Shrutland. Yeah, no doubt. And we've got your husband Brock down here. Okay, now Brock, you're uh, you're kind of handling some of Jerry's PR stuff, a little bit of video stuff for YouTube. Uh, Jerry does have a very involved YouTube channel that you guys should certainly check out. Uh, Brock helps out a lot with that. So, uh, what's your take on, you know, kind of getting into this this family, and you're you're kind of involved, you know, in everything and. What's your take on it? I mean, are you a gun person or were you a gun person? Yeah, I was always a gun person pretty much. Uh, like a lot of people, it kind of started, interest kind of peaked when I was younger playing video games and stuff. But sure. uh, eventually I became just a general enthusiast and met Lena shortly, or not shortly after that, but a few years after that, before I could actually own a gun. But Outstanding. <clears throat> I was not aware of this whole culture of guns, basically, that was in competition and everything like that. So. I had no idea who Jerry was, which is probably a good thing because I probably would have crapped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say you didn't anyway? <laughs> well, uh, you know, where the whole gripe, I guess, kind of stems off here, and, and we'll get Chad to, to, to level in on this in a second here, is where that breakdown in society is because you've got this, this wonderful family that, you know, is such a just positive, you know, movement than Second Amendment culture where you've got a whole family of people that shoot and enjoy their Second Amendment rights and they make a living at it and make living shoot uh, make a living shooting uh, and that's really where the, the gripe is is where uh, we're in a gr instant gratification society where we've got kids that want to sit behind the Xbox they want to do their thing and 
you know, they don't want to work hard and really enjoy the craft, learn a craft. Uh, they want instant gratification. You know, they don't want the hard work and dedication that it takes to really hone in on a craft. And I, I think that that's where there's a huge lack of that in parenting. I think these days, uh, you know, parents just aren't taking the time to teach their kids things, to give them responsibility. And I think in this society, it's almost like they'd rather just take it away and not even have to go there rather than give you little bits of responsibility, you know, give a little bit of a of an inch and see how they take it and then and see how they react. And wouldn't you say that's the case with uh, bringing up youngsters to shoot? Well, obviously, and of course you're hitting a, a nail on the head there. Uh, if you're going to have your, your children are going to be involved in the shooting sports in any way, they must have be responsible. They must be uh, responsible for safety, number one. And uh, that is lacking in, in the families now like you say it's easier to just say okay you wait don't touch it sure and you know if you have a gun in your home that's that's you can't do that that's sooner you can't or later live that, in america and say yeah. don't touch a gun right, right. right. that's like having a it's, big red button that says do not push exactly you know if you if i just told my son you know don't touch that and i don't explain it to him and he's only four but you know he has an understanding of things even at that age i mean i expect a lot more out of him which i shouldn't because of his age but i mean as parents we always do you expect more out of your kids just any given age pretty much but i mean that's that's one thing with me is is safety in the house and you know he knows that if he sees a gun which he has he has as many toy guns in the house as i have real guns so i mean that, i'm going to play devil's advocate on that moment. <laughs> but but, but okay. he knows that if there's a gun laying around i mean and he knows his toys but if there's one that looks real he knows to point it out basically mm -hmm. or say daddy daddy you know so he's already at that stage but like you said you know the breakdown of of the shooting family in modern society i mean guns are not what they used to be in culture just in general in just american culture i mean used to every household had had guns you know kids would ride to school with their hunting rifles you know or even just their plinking rifles in the back of their cars yep. it was never a big thing but then you know as society you know came i guess more to the modern age you had all these mass shootings and things and then the media being able to be spread out so easily especially nowadays with with all the social media networks things get out there a lot easier you know there's all these stories and plus the media becoming a lot more liberal you know and anti-gun just in general is sure. not helping the shooting culture you know somebody like you said instant gratification they read one news headline and they have an opinion about that particular thing without looking into all the facts yeah they immediately you know. think that just because one little negative thing i mean you got to think there's like at this point what over like 240 million gun owners in the u.s it's quite a few. isn't that about right so I mean, it, it, I could be off on that statistic, but a little bit high. But that, I mean, that's a lot of people that own firearms, and you got to think out of that number of people, think about how many more people drive vehicles, drive cars every day, drive recreational vehicles, drive whatever they do, and people get in car wrecks all the time. They kill each other. But see, you're not going to let that statistic keep you from driving a car on the road, are you? But you hear one little statistic about a gun accident. Someone was cleaning a gun and shot someone. Okay, yes, that's tragic. It's horrible. It shouldn't happen. However, public opinion is often uh, influenced heavily off of just a few isolated incidents. And it I think is. that in the family realm, that's that's even a, a bigger scenario. I think that safety in the family is very important, obviously. You have a daughter on the way. You mentioned, like, toy guns. And 
I personally have always been of the opinion that toy guns are a bad idea because it teaches kids bad bad habits. Well, yeah. If I mean, you let it, but well, then it, they think they want to play and then shoot at you and play shoot. I know. And you it, hand them a real gun, they go, "Look at me, daddy." And I know, they don't it's know. hard. It's hard, like cowboys and Indians or whatever, sure. playing cowboys and drilling. My son will always want to do that, you know. And we've got the pop guns and stuff like that, sure. you know, little snap caps and everything. And it, it, it's it's tough. I mean, what do you do? Do you say, "Oh, well, you're not supposed to point guns at people," you know, that's dangerous. But okay, well, I'm pointing this gun with a yellow or the uh, the orange tip, you know, at somebody. And then you've got like airsoft, sure. paintball, and whatnot. You know, those kind of things. It, it's hard to differentiate between the two at such a young age. It's like they just, kids don't understand. Well, it's like having a plastic knife. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, you had a play knife. Well, I had the Bowie sets with the plastic sure. knife. So and it's a maturity you go, And you go in the kitchen, there's a real butcher knife. You knew yeah. that was a real butcher knife. Sure. And this is what I could go play with. So Absolutely. So what level you want to take that and, and break it down? It, there goes personal responsibility. You have to show them, well, this is a firearm, this is a toy. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, we sure differentiate between the actual toy guns. You know, toy guns are, are silver or whatever the case may be. They've got the orange tip on yeah. there. They're, they're lightweight, you know, and they're not in a holster. Right. All of my guns in the house are in a holster, usually at all times, sure. unless they're in the safe. If they're out of the safe at all, somewhere put away, they're yeah. in a holster. And see, I'm a little jaded. I've never had to deal with that. I've, ne I've never had young children around me. I've got stepchildren that are, you know, between 16 and 20 years old. So, for me, I've, I've been a little bit jaded and not having to deal with very young children and having guns around the house and everything. And I guess that is a good question. At what age should you consider getting your, your children into live guns? I mean, how do you how do you integrate live firearms into everyday hanging out around the house? Or not around the house, whether it's, I guess, dry firing exercise or not. But, you know, how do you get your kids into guns and at what age should you? I think that's really at parents' discretion because sure. every kid matures at a different rate. Sure. So just maturity based. That could be applied to anything. Video games, toy guns, like you're saying, airsoft. If they have the mental capacity to differentiate that, then that's that's, that's a completely really different line, story. Huh? So and sure. everything that you mentioned earlier, um, like the accidental like if someone was cleaning their gun and accidentally shot someone, or you know, your kid not being able to differentiate. That all of this can pretty much be solved by better educating everyone on it. The sure. thing now we're gonna have more accidents with firearms, the more that we try and seclude them, the more that we try and take them out of the public, the more that we try and, you know, push them away and ignore them because then people that have them, they have less access to, you know, people that can teach them to safety and things like that. So, I know for me, I've been around guns forever, so I've been constantly instilled with, you know, knowledge of them. So, for me, I mean, uh, especially in competition safety, that's one thing that I absolutely love about competition is that competition shooters have the best gun safety. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you, you it's so strict rules when you go there that everything you know, like this is this is how it will happen. Oh, yeah. It really I mean, instills get, that into you. You can get disqualified yeah. for a breach of safety. Oh, I mean, yeah. like that. Oh, you're you're sweep that 180. That's it. DQ. Yep. You're yeah. And you're not allowed to handle your gun outside of a safe area. Sure. You know, that's safely pointed into a berm. You're not allowed to handle your uh, handgun outside of the holster with magazines anywhere. You know, unless you're at the line under supervision sure. of an RO. It's if, just constant safety. If you were to actually do some research into accidents or injuries at ranges compared to soccer or baseball or anything of those sports, you'd be amazed. Very, very low margin. I was going to say those people would probably yeah. get hit worse. Well, yeah. It hurt worse. It is. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot more injuries. Uh, Especially football. Mm -hmm. We don't we were, walk away with concussions. We were at a USPSA <laughs> championship one year, and not far from us, they had a, they had a jump fest. 
Yep. Where they had for a whole week, they did like 20,000 skydives. During that week, four guys died doing doing jumps. Yeah. Hey, well, that's just what happened. Was yep. drunk and well, anyway, it was, it, was, it was four deaths related to this skydiving sure. activity. Can you imagine if it would have been a uh, uh, a three-gun competition and four people died on the range oh, yeah. from gunfire? What would have happened? But with these guys jumping out of planes and doing all this silliness oh, yeah, well, and hitting the I ground, mean, they don't want to regulate skydiving. It's like yeah, that's just know. what happens. So. When you look at when you look at match safety, the, the the standard of safety at a match is really a safe place to be. Like Brock was saying and Lena was saying, you just don't take a firearm out of a bag and just start walking around with it. Sure. Well, Lena brought up so. a good point earlier that I'd like to hit on. Um, you know, like you said um, about guns and the number of guns and whatnot out there. But you know, you think of the increased number of firearms that are out there and firearms owners. You know. Okay, back in the 50s, or actually, yeah, early 50s to 60s, when more people were able to uh, afford uh, automobiles, mm -hmm. you know, and afford their own transportation. Mm -hmm. As that number increased, obviously the amount of accidents yeah. and deaths and whatnot, which are, of course, tragic, they did increase over time, you know, with the increase in car ownership. So would sure. you not expect the same out of the, the actual firearms that are out there? I mean, it's, it's prone to happen. It is going to happen. There's no no way of preventing it 100 yeah. percent you know and that's what our elected representatives you know try to do they try to regulate it into non-existence they try to regulate safety 100 percent which is never going to happen well you know i've got a good question that i think that is definitely worthy of being asked here all right say that you're a couple and you're married or whatever you're doing your thing and say you have young children and say the husband or the wife is into shooting and they're really really pro-gun but say they have a spouse that isn't Okay, maybe the spouse isn't quite so hot on the idea. We encounter that a lot mm -hmm. uh, in the gun world. When guy comes in, buys a gun, all right, you know, all, all awesome, goes home, comes back four days later, <laughs> I need to and, and, and has way. to sell it because mom said no. How do you how do you deal with uh, you know from your perspective, Kay? I mean, I know that mm -hmm. from you being a lady. I mean, what what if a husband's really into guns and the wife is relatively maybe not quite so pro gun? How could the, how could he? Bring the wife around to get a little bit more in tune to the best thing you can do is send her someplace to have some training mm -hmm. and in most cases i've found it's not really a good idea for the husband to try to to do the training yeah with his we, wife. we noticed that in the <laughs> yeah, shop yeah, yeah not a good idea <laughs> I, you know I've, I've done for 10 past 10 years i've done something called babes with bullets camps it's a three-day camp and uh I, uh smith and wesson sponsors them i travel all over the country do them doing these sure and sometime we have probably 50% of the ladies that come are extremely new some of them have never touched a gun before and in three days at the end of the three days they shoot a little competition with us they sure. go that far in three days uh, and I tell them when they get there for whatever reason they are there and a lot of them are there just simply for this reason they say can we do a little round robin why did you come and a lot of the time the answer is there's a gun in my house and I don't even know how to see if it's unloaded so you think some of it's just the fear of the unknown in the household well, where, yeah. you know, they just don't know. It's not that mm -hmm. they're anti-gun. Yeah. They just haven't established an opinion because the right ambassador didn't come in and say, look, we know you you might be a little off put by this, but this is how it is. Once people understand something, they're very, you know, uh, well, less chance they're going to be scared of it. Well, probably, well, that, but also they're probably, they have a negative opinion about guns in general just based on the media that's out there as well I mean they are demonized so of course you, know, you don't hear in the mainstream media about you know a concealed carry permit holder okay saving the day but you hear about okay an accidental discharge in the house yeah they killed a young child or negligent something. discharge in the house or some yeah, gang related yeah, deal yeah. where a two-year-old died 
know, sure. whatever the case may be. You hear about that kind of thing, but you never hear the good things about guns out there. I mean, guns do save lives, and that's a standard fact, you know, that no one hardly ever wants to actually, you know, admit to. Absolutely. So, that's one of the big pains in our society nowadays with social media and whatnot. All the negativity gets spread very quickly, but, you know, the positive aspect out there, it's, it's a little slow going. That's why the uh, organizations like NRA and all the grassroots organizations out there try to spread that good word out there. Sure. You know, so. Well, there's a lot of folks that do not want to take their own personal the responsibility sure. to protect themselves. Lazy or they would, whatever They would the rather say, be. look, yeah. the police department will take care of what I need. Yeah. Okay, they're five minutes away. Yeah, really? You have, have to wait a minute before no. I would never, as, I don't know, for me to let someone else risk their life for mine when I am perfectly capable of protecting myself, I could not stand that. The guilt if that person was hurt trying to help me when I'm totally capable and have the rights and every means to do it, I can live with myself. I don't know how people do that. Yeah. Nor do I. I couldn't. I have something to kind of add. Uh, being a Christian myself, which this can be applied to anybody, but I believe it's my responsibility as a husband to Lena to protect her. And if I can't, if I don't have the means to do that, then I'm not doing my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I think I it's very important to get you. If you know, if you have a wife that's anti-gun or a girlfriend or whatever, if you're planning on actually uh, engaging them in marriage, it's it's crucial to get them okay with that i would say because it's your responsibility and that's i no, think that's, that's extremely crucial because i mean that that kind of disagreement can ruin a relationship oh yeah and I mean, absolutely I, that's i it. have friends that way you know that one simple little thing you know not necessarily like rolling the toilet paper the wrong way you know whatever <laughs> but i mean something very simple i mean calls the breakup of that relationship when you know something very simple like just educating them on taking mm-hmm. the range or whatever and just showing them the good things about firearms ownership in general and just gun rights in general yeah so, i agree, I I agree like it's just a matter of education it's just like if uh, and you can, if you handed me a chainsaw just run in and say here okay you know go cut the tree down guess what i don't know how to run this thing i'm going to be scared of it sure but uh and that's the same with a gun if you if the woman's in the house and and she hasn't had any education or the education that they had, which we see with a lot of women, oh. was like their great uncle took them out in the backyard and handed them like a 12-gauge shotgun and said, here you go, yep. with nothing. <laughs> no, didn't say anything else to them. So their first experience ever was terrible. Or they we told them see, to shoot a 500 Magnum. Yeah, you know, and then they laugh the at them. When they, we see so many women totally put off by that because you know I see all those videos the, oh that pees me when yeah, I yeah. there's the so videos. many videos I'm getting hit in the face yeah, yeah, and skinny girls exactly. shooting the desert eagles or the four sixes yeah, the yeah. five hundreds so, I just so, want to see the idiot that puts that gun in her hand oh yeah Oh, yes. Well, you know, I guess Jerry and I are going to have to work up an upside-down uh, 500 mag shot. <laughs> Ooh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know how brave I am that I don't one. know that thing in the chin. I'd whip around. Well, yeah, I it probably we, would. We've kind of gotten off the subject of the family in the shooting. Sure. But uh, I tell you that there is a, a silver lining here. I know in the three-gun uh, competitions we go to, we are seeing more and more family units coming uh, to the matches. Uh, I, can, I can think of a good four families yep. that are now released. Everyone in the family is into it. Excellent. It's not yep. just, you know, one. And the big thing is getting the wife into it. Because I'm sure, as you know, if the wife says no, it's pretty hard to uh <laughs> Yeah, if <laughs> mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Uh, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's yep. true. Yeah. Which, if you get the woman, yeah. you've got the whole family. So... so. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Well, uh, you know, that, that certainly, I think, draws a stark contrast from everything we've talked about. Um, I guess where the gripe really lies is, is these values are being lost in our society. 
Uh, I, I think that with the uh, exchange of information and, and how in social media and things like YouTube, like we're doing right now, can spread ideas around everybody, I think it really helps uh, spread the stories uh, of people like the Mitchell Act family. And uh, I think that it should be a, a, just a really good uh, inspiration for people to, to just see what they can aspire to. And then it honestly inspires me, you know, and I've been a shooter since I was six years old. I've been shooting guns since I was six years old. And, uh, you know, I, I got lucky that the family unit I was involved with was pro-gun and into guns, and I was exposed to guns. And uh, I, I didn't start on pellet guns. I, well, I had pellet guns, but I started mainly on 22s uh, as a young, young person. So, you know, not everyone is as lucky to have a supporting family that, that wants to support their, their firearms training and, and firearms ownership in that light. So it's very refreshing. So um, anybody that's watching this video, I would, I would ask for them to take something away from it, from their experiences, and be able to, to apply that to your family units so that you can become a more responsible citizenry, even if it's just to protect your family, protect your belongings, protect your livelihood, even if you don't compete. It may not even be about that. It's just about bringing firearms into the home in a positive way that everyone can relate to them and, and, and make it happen and, and no one get hurt and, and it just give you that level of security. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Second Amendment's for. Uh, personal responsibility, I think, is the big cornerstone of this whole thing. So I definitely want to thank the Mitchellack family for hanging out with us today. They're our first uh, kind of celebrity, uh, you know, gun gripe uh, uh, guests, okay? But uh, I know this is rather uh, informal, but I, I wanted to make this video because I, I felt that it was important uh, to bring their story uh, to you guys because, uh, you know, they are definitely a role model uh, for the shooting family unit, you know, the, the whole family unit in the shooting world. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, like Jerry uh, had a good comment off camera earlier, you know, if, if you have a, a gun in your house or whatever and you don't know how to use it, it's the same thing as having a tool that you bought and you just put it away and you've never used it before. So the sure. idea is to actually get out there, train yourself on it. But not only that, if you have the gun in your house, your whole family should actually know how to use that gun at any given time. So that's, you know, the beauty of this situation. The entire family are pro shooters, and I wouldn't want to get anywhere near their house. I know that. No way. But, <laughs> but anyways, Jerry has a very, very awesome YouTube page. You guys really need to go check it out. It's www.michellite.com, okay? And you can find it all over the web. Just check out his YouTube page. He's got some great content on there growing every day. So Absolutely. Uh, they're doing a great job with their YouTube content, guys. I got a lot of cool stuff going on. Also, check out the description box below for all the links. You can uh, subscribe to them. Guys, thanks for watching this video. I know it was a little bit long. Thank you all for coming out. We really appreciate My it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been a really fun couple of days shooting with you guys, and I feel really honored to, you know, kind of get a, a glimpse into to what makes you all tick, and it's, it's really refreshing. Oh, yeah. Thank Very. you. Enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for watching. Take it easy.